0: Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the 1UP Gaming Podcast. Gary, what does the number 80 mean to you? 80? 80? 80 is the number of times Rachel McAdams has asked you to stop emailing her, Pat. Work with me here, buddy. 80 as it relates to the 80-20 movie show presented by fatherhoodrules.com. Oh, okay, I see where you're going with this. 80 as in we only review movies 80% or higher as scored by Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess I have to ask you, what does the number 20 mean to you, my friend? Now you're starting to catch on. 20. 20 seconds that it took you to catch on. See what I did there? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't get mad. We also review movies 20% or lower as scored by Rotten Tomatoes. So you're getting the bad with the good, so to speak. The 80-20. It also only took you 20 months to understand the show concept, my friend. And I suppose this is the part where I also mention the comedy bits and skits that we throw into the show, as well as the occasional (coughs) drinking. Pat. Pat. Tell the fine listeners of 1UP Gaming where they can find the 8020 Movie Show. You can find the 8020 Movie Show presented by FatherhoodWoolies.com on your preferred podcasting platform. And we always appreciate a review and a rating. Or you can find the show directly by visiting FatherhoodWoolies.com. Gaming is behind me. Let me get in be mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheat code. take is who I
1: be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. flows, considerably though. I'm a super saying I got Dragon Balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track. Feel the energy I'm pushing out Put me on the map One up game is who I'm talking about I'm the rapping master chief Epic to say the least Contain the hero Better etch that in your memory And so the one up Gaming for the show I'll Contain the hero is really gonna show why Show Hello, 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 it's 1UP Gaming, it's me David, it's Chris. Hey, what's up guys? And it's episode 165. Woo! <laughs> I
0: don't know. I mean, yeah, cool.
1: It sounds quite depressing when it's just one person whooping. Yeah. Woo, woo. So, I tell you what. It. I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm actually thinking about what we're going to be doing for our 200th podcast. That would just be I don't know about you, but I haven't thought about that at all. I've worked it out. It'll be in the first week or the middle-ish of April. Okay. Depending on how many we record over Christmas sort of period.
0: Yeah.
1: And... I have plans.
0: You have... Ooh, you have plans. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: It involves... Plans?
1: A day trip to just outside of London. Okay. It involves... Meeting one of my gaming idols. Sick. It involves me spending more money buying a 360 camera. Sounds intense. So we can sit that in the middle of the room while we have ourselves sat around the table and then guests. And people can actually put like a VR headset on. Yeah. And they can actually... As they're listening to the podcast or watching the video on YouTube, they can literally rotate around yeah, to can see be who they the want to talk. That's really who cool. They, who can listen to.
0: Shit, no, I've actually never heard of that. That's a cool idea.
1: The only problem is, I need to get this gaming idol on the side.
0: Although he oh, has just yeah. given us permission to
1: make official t shirts for him.
0: Yeah, it's usually beneficial to have the person agree.
1: Yeah, but. I was hoping Spot. that we
0: might be able to also
1: combine it with their new game launch, but the okay, game might be nice then, yeah. the game might be ready before that. So we'll see how busy they are.
0: No, nah, fair enough, fair enough.
1: You know but that sounds
0: cool, man. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, you say that, but I still think it's sort of like a lot of planning. And then a lot of things can go wrong.
0: Yes, I mean that. Yeah, you could say that about anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, with that said, what have you been playing this week, Christopher?
0: What have I been playing this week? Um, I've been playing a fair amount, to be honest. Um, I've kind of hit like I've hit, I've hit the point of I don't know I don't know why I'm in a bit of a a rut, of just. Nothing I play is satisfying me. It's all I just play it, and I'm like, eh, I played this before, fucking played this before. Um, so just to to give a quick idea, recently I have uh, played um, an indie game named Fury. Uh, I think the the review went up on the website uh, by uh, Tubik a couple of days ago.
1: I think so. It yeah. went by someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was
0: by Tubic, um, or, or Tubic, I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name. Um.
1: That's his pseudonym.
0: Yeah, that's his, uh, his, his, his code name. Uh, no, I, um, I played that. I've played and... What's, what do you think of it? I really liked it. Um, I'd heard kind of real mixed reviews about it. Uh, people saying like, oh yeah, you know, uh, it's alright, decent indie game, wish there was more to it, because it's a, um... It's kind of like a mix between a boss battler, which by that I mean just a game completely focused on boss battles and nothing else, and a twin-six shooter. And it's, uh, you play as this, you play as this, like, random samurai, it's like, it's got a real, like, steampunk, kind of 80s, futuristic thing mixed with, like, a samurai jack Donnie Darko. It's It's a real mix of kind of things, but, um... Yeah, it's got this really interesting... If you're just this guy, you don't know much about him, you're escaping from prison, and you've got to fight these eight or nine uh, jailers who are kind of like these bosses. Each one of them has their own stage. You beat one, you walk down to the next one, you beat them, and so on. I found it so fun. It was, um, It's really hard, and it's really, really Twitch-based in the sense of you've, you've got to be quick. And I actually, I actually found it... It got to a point where I couldn't even keep up with the game because my hands would start to hurt. Um, But it's like brimming with style. It's really fun. Um, I I fucking loved it, to be honest.
1: It looks good. The only problem is, wasn't it this month's or last month's? It was a PlayStation
0: Plus game, yeah. Last month's. Yeah,
1: but I haven't played a PlayStation for that long. My subscription to PSN's ran out. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to renew it or not.
0: Yeah, it's not It's not been as good as it used to be. Like, you used to get some real top-notch AAA games on there, and then, like, yeah, I'm all for getting, like, cool indie games, but the indie games just haven't been as good as they once were.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm the not... problem with me, I got the PS4 and signed up to it, I think it was the month after Rocket League, and I don't think yeah. there's been anything good since then.
0: But, I mean, you can't you can't touch the games that, you know, you got from PlayStation Plus if you don't have your subscription, right?
1: Yeah, but the, I don't think I've ever played... I don't think I've played one of the games that I've downloaded. I've just downloaded them because they were there.
0: Not even Rocket League?
1: No, I got it the month after that came out.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: So, I haven't got... I've got Rocket League on the PC, not on the PS4.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, thought, uh, I thought Fury was actually really cool. Like, I haven't played too many games like it, so I, I actually thought it was really cool... Um, it was like, some of the battles get, like, Dark Souls level hard. Like, it's a, it's a pretty challenging game, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I like the idea of it, just a boss battle sort of thing.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's a really cool game, but then after that, I've just, I've just played a few games and I just feel like I'm in a bit of a rut of, just nothing's, nothing's that satisfying. Like, um, so after I played that, I played Quantum Break, and then I've started Mirror's Edge Catalyst. And you said you, you said you really liked Quantum Break, didn't you? Yes. Why? I mean, I, for me, I played it, and it was so close to being great, but it just wasn't there. I thought that
1: the gameplay was fun. The graphics were amazing. And after the first episode, I thought it was pretty ropey and clunky, but about the third or fourth one in, I got really into the story. Right. I got really into it, and some of the characters evolved really well during the the live-action stuff.
0: Right. I mean, I just... I, I just... Yeah, it didn't click for me. I, um... I don't. I don't know what you mean by like it looked amazing. I was playing it, and uh, it was like sometimes I look the at the
1: PC a, or the, X, I was the, playing the Xbox, Xbox One. I thought it looked quite good. The only thing I thought it had like a a weird. How would you explain it? Like a um, a better version of the like the Nintendo sixty four fog effect. It had like a weird murky. It, yeah, it of.
0: had a weird murky look. To, I mean. I just, like, I would sit there sometimes and look at it and think, wow, this looks gorgeous, and then within 30 seconds, I would see, like, another character model and think, that looks like, that's so muddy, it looks like PS2.
1: Yeah, I mean, I said in the review that I wrote, sometimes when you're looking, it looks like they'd finished the level with the graphical effect, and then they just thought, oh, we better put some, like, trash cans in and they didn't actually put that effect on, so it was like a really clean metallic trash can stuck in the middle of like a a really nice art sort of like murky style, and it just didn't quite gel. I don't know. I think think overall it played very similar to like the Alan Wakey sort of gameplay.
0: In ways, but I didn't feel like it had the polish Alan Wake did. I mean, I... I I, I think it was rushed. Yeah, the but i i can't believe it was rushed because they they've worked on this for like 6 years yeah i think like Alan it Way came out in a 2010 lot. yeah yeah i mean the, the gameplay looks very similar but i think they've revised that story so many times like yeah. uh, they had a completely different cast initially mm. and um so no graphically i mean i was very like there were moments where i was like this is gorgeous and then other moments where i thought this looks just like genuinely crap like <laughs> It, I had so much pop-in, the weird, like, misty filter over everything just didn't do it any favours. And as I say, there'd be t- times where character models just genuinely look. I was like, fuck, that is PS2 shit there. And you know me, you guys have all bloody roasted me before over how I'm into graphics and all that. But, um, nah, so I mean, there was that. And then the gameplay... I I think the gameplay was probably the best part. I was... You know the time powers and the the shooting mechanics. I was like this is so cool. The effects for these are so well done. But there were just little things that really annoyed me about it. Like um the fact that you can't uh uh blind shoot. Like you couldn't just you know like in every fucking game you can just put your um when your health's low just blind fire over the the cover so that you know you're not losing health by standing up. Um But, you know, you you still got a a chance at hitting someone. And they didn't have that mechanic in there. I just thought it was stupid because I'm I'm behind cover. There's six guys in front of me, all shooting at me. There's one guy behind me. So I think to myself, hmm, I want to take out that guy who's behind me. And I've got to fucking stand up from behind the cover (laughs) so everyone can fucking see me, everyone shooting at me, just to shoot a guy that I easily could have shot from my crouched position. Like, it's stupid. And then, um... And then the fact that... You know how there's the uh, the melee combat move that you kind of get halfway through the game? Yeah,
1: that when you're running, you just smack him.
0: Yeah, and I thought that was brilliant because it, it helps kind of... um It helped kind of tie together the action. You know, from throw a power out there, shoot, run up to a guy, punch him, get behind cover, shoot again. I thought that was really good. But the fact that you don't get that till halfway through the game, I just... It was like it was like until I got that the shooting and the the combat just didn't feel good it just felt so clunky and just oh my god I'm just getting shot this is so dumb like all these guys have like bulletproof body vests and I'm mowing them down but then I'm getting shot in the shoulder and in the face and he's just going like oh shit well I've got time powers so it doesn't matter So I had problems there, and then the story. I thought the story was like once again so close to being interesting that like they really try to make you care about characters like Beth and Paul Serene and and all these kind of characters. And I just, it was. Just, I just found the story so boring. Like it was. It was. It was such an origin story. It was such a. This is how we got time powers. And uh... yeah, that's it. Do you they think
1: touched- they were maybe hoping that this might have? carried on but not as an, another game but as an
0: actual tv series no i think they're really aiming for another game slash tv like i think they just want to carry on exactly what they've done like i don't know it just felt like such a setup and there was all these moments where i thought that's really cool but uh you're not doing anything with it like um i won't we won't spoil anything for people who haven't played it uh but i'll, I'll just say to you you know the the dr kim moment
1: Yes, it depends and which you... version.
0: Which version?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um All right, we'll just say now so spoilers for anyone uh <laughs> listening just jump ahead like 5 minutes if you don't want to hear any spoilers for Quantum Break. And uh here we go. Okay, so the way I played it, it's like hadn't didn't really hear much about Dr. Kim, but then um there was that moment at the, the end of the game where there's, like, obviously the person who is Dr. Kim is, like, going around killing people as, like, the time monster. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's going around killing people as the time monster, and you're walking around going, what the fuck is this? There's someone killing all the guards. This is weird. It was, it was like, the last um, act of the game, and it's like, this is weird. Someone's killing all the guards. But then I never saw him. They never touched on it any more than that. I didn't learn anything about Dr. Kim. I didn't get a fight like this time monster. Like, they, they referenced in data files the entire game, like, these monsters that live within time, and, you know, and they they can't be beaten by weapons. And I was like, that sounds fucking cool. That sounds way more interesting than fighting these Monarch guys. And then I saw the Dr. Kim part, where he's, like, going around just destroying people. I was like, shit, that's cool. And then they did nothing with it.
1: Yeah. And they i mean, like... So I'm, Do you know what my two worst parts of the game were? What? One is the actual physical control over the character. I just didn't think he controlled very well. No, it was clunky, yes. And the second bit was the very end game boss. Yeah, that was fucking awful. That nearly killed me. The fact I had to redo it about
0: 20 times just before I worked out what the hell you were supposed to do. I mean, it didn't take me long to to beat it, but it was just boring. Like, there's another guy... I didn't even see him where he disappeared to, and I was just like, what the fuck's going on? But there's this other guy who has time powers. He's got all the powers as you. You see him do, like, the, the super speed run and shit. And your boss battle with him is just kill the guys you've been killing this entire game, and he'll just be up there with a force field, and when his force field goes down, shoot him, and you're done. Yeah, I think only oh, Texas about three shots as well. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't take much. I just thought, fuck, that is lame. <laughs> and then they spent the entire TV show building up the Liam Burke character. I mean, for in my version, personally, they were just like Liam Burke. He's this guy, and you should care about him and his family, and like all this. I, all this I stuff. I didn't care and, about him. I thought. I know, the they, best they character they really tried to, is the computer, They really tried
1: to make you the computer hacker person. I think he evolved you know, so uh, well.
0: Yeah. I agree with that, I thought he was really cool, but uh, for me, they spent so long in the TV show trying to make this Liam Burke character cool, he wasn't in the game at all, and then you have this moment where he's like, I'm going to take you down, Joyce. He he was in the game. And he was in the game at the very beginning, Yep, with no dialogue, in the first act for like (laughs) one second, and then he comes at the end of the game, after the TV show, where they've tried to make you care about him, and he's just like, I've got to stop you, Joyce, and then Joyce is like, well, cool, fuck that beats him really quickly, and then he's just dead. Yeah. I just thought, why have you built up this character for an entire TV show, and then I've just killed him, and I I don't really care. But, to me, that was the best thing about the game. The fact that the
1: TV show had nothing really to do with what you were doing.
0: No, I, I, I get that, but I mean, when they then brought it back into the game, it was just, well, that wasn't satisfying. I'd rather you actually did something in the TV show with it. Yeah, but then you
1: have people mourning that there's no gameplay. It's just all just you might as well just have made a full TV. I know, series. and I
0: think, and I think that's the problem. I think they, <coughs> I think it's like a cool um, attempt at transmedia storytelling within kind of one package. But I don't know. I, like I found at the very end of it, I was like, I enjoyed the TV show more than the game. And I would much rather have just watched the TV show. And the game was cool, but it needed so much more polish. And I think because they were trying to make a TV show at the same time, the game didn't get that polish.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, I think the first episode of the TV show, I think, wasn't great. But as it went on, I really got into it, and I I found that the best part of the, the actual game.
0: Yeah, and, and and I mean that was the problem as well, because they did some really interesting character development, like you say, within the characters in the TV show, like the hacker. Um what was it what was his name? I can't
1: remember, but he starts off a dick and he ends up like serving basically everyone.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. And I thought he was really cool and his development it was really cool, but um like all in all, Quantum Break is a game and some random hacker from the TV show had more character development than the main character of the game.
1: Yeah, but he's sort of like your, the player's vessel, so that he's meant to be you. Uh,
0: I get that I get that argument in role-playing games and in uh, action games that don't have much of a story, but when you have a game that is so narratively driven, like Quantum Break, I don't think you can get away with just saying he's a vessel.
1: But you can't like, have that main guy doing... 20 minutes of acting, doing stuff, when, like, be playing that,
0: th- what he's doing. I know, and that's where I say, like, the game gets into all these complications of, like, well, you know, where do you fit this and where do you fit that in? And like we said in last week's podcast, um, I'm a massive fan of Remedy. I thought Alan Wake's storytelling and gameplay was phenomenal. And that's why I was just so disappointed playing this. I was just like, this just... It was so close, but there's just too many things falling short
1: yeah I mean it's not a perfect game. I still think it is one of the most fun games I've played this year, just with the powers and stuff and just running yeah and just I mean
0: yeah, the powers were so close to being like this awesome thing, and they just didn't quite like I say that blind fire and then the fact like once I could do that mele that uh melee combat slow down time move i I was like having fun, but before that, I was like, fuck, this is clunky as shit.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I basically worked on what worked for me, and I basically just did those two or three things in a row every time.
0: Yeah, I know, but then that gets boring. Yeah, that's...
1: But (coughs) those two or three things in a row is still better than shine a torch and then shoot it.
0: Okay, no. That's
1: basically all Alan Wake did.
0: Alan Wake was... Don't get me wrong, that was was another amazing
1: game, but... I just think the yeah, I mean, he, the added a few elements onto it. It was just, I think, within, I think they
0: did. I think, I think there was just there were just things that really needed to be there that they missed. That it's like what they had was good, but if they just added those tiny little bits, it would have been so much better.
1: Yeah, well, the one of the lead people of Remedies gone now, isn't he? Is he? I'm sure he has. Am I I'm thinking of someone? The I'm sure someone else. Someone's left and started up their own studio. Yeah. But I'm I mean be just
0: wrong. like a big a big gripe for me is oh, like no, no, sorry, I know. Really... sorry
1: sorry it was limbo developer player dead.
0: Yeah no limbo developer did yeah. No I just I have such a big gripe Same with um, the World. <laughs> I have such a big gripe with games where um the first game is like a real setup for the for the sequel.
1: Especially when and if you I don't play... think we'll get a sequel.
0: No that and that annoys me because these types of games, that they set the story and the narrative um, up for a long-winded series. Like, there were so many uh, loose ends at the end of Quantum Break. There were so many aspects to the game and the narrative that I was like, why did that happen? I want to know more about this. Why did this happen? But because there is so much of a, I want to know what comes next because you haven't told me it, rather than, well, I really enjoyed what you gave me, it's like... For for all we know, the sequel could be fantastic because they've they've set things up now, but they've done it in a way that no one was really interested in the initial game. So it, it's probably not going to get the traction it needs to even make that sequel. It's it's like how I felt about the Order eighteen eighty six. I I personally really enjoyed that game despite all the things it was lacking. But um, I looked at it and I kind of went, <coughs> there's there's some great stuff here. That if you ironed it out and added the things people want in the sequel, the sequel could be a phenomenal game. But because you haven't done that now, it's jeopardizing the the potential for there to even be a sequel.
1: But the only thing I I will say about that is, 90% of the time, the first game is a bit bare bones and a bit rushed. And then the sequel takes
0: on and adds a lot to it. It does, but the, the problem with that is is um, that's fine for a massive developer like uh, Ubisoft who can chuck out watchdogs and go, well, we spent a lot of time and money on that didn't work out, but we're going to make the sequel awesome. Whereas for kind of m- more, you know, not independent but developers who like Remedy or like Ready at Dawn who kind of rely on publishers like Sony and Microsoft to, to invest in them, it, it's harder for them to have kind of a game that's a bit of a dud and then say, okay, well, can we make a sequel to that? I mean,
1: my biggest thing with Remedy is I think they plan big and then three years into the game, they're like, shit, we can't make this. So they have to scrap everything and restart again. Because that's what happened with Alan Wake. It was meant to be like a fully open world game.
0: Yeah. And then they
1: got like three years into it and they had to scrap the whole thing and start again. Didn't, no, that, I, didn't I think, that take
0: about six or eight years to make? It took a long time to make Ellen Wake as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Remedy is a phenomenal developer, but yeah, you're right. I think I think they aim too big, and it, it hurts the final product.
1: Yeah, but I, I get what you're saying. I still found the game really fun to play, and I still enjoyed my time with it. Apart from yeah, the no, final boss, yeah. which that can just go eat shit.
0: And I think, I think games like Quantum Break and uh, The Order 1886 are games that are very hit or miss with people, in the sense of, you know, everyone can tell that they're missing something. But for some people, what they do provide is enough for them to still have an enjoyable experience, while for others, it's just, it's, it's not enough. And it's like, The Order 1886, a lot of people called that out, said it wasn't good enough, it needed a few things, and it was a shit game. And I thought, well, actually, what it does have, that's enough for me, and I still really enjoyed it. And I don't think Quantum Break did that for me. It's done it for you, whereas it was was just slightly not enough for me. It just didn't have what it needed, but it obviously did for you.
1: Yeah. Um... Anything else we've been talking about? Quantum Break for like twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, sorry people who skipped five minutes ahead. Um, Fifteen minutes and ago. Then, yeah, yeah. And then the the last game I've been playing lately is Mirror's Edge, which is what I am currently playing. Have you played Mirror's Edge? Catalyst.
1: Mm, I've played the demo. I wasn't played the de- great. Are the beta, or are the hardware held? Call the bloody demos now. Yeah. And it Yeah, no, I think it was I think it was a beta. It doesn't I mean the original I quite enjoyed until it got to the point where you were literally doing like button combos to sort of like jump, swing, do like the, the jump and rotate to grab other side and it it just got too complicated and I couldn't be bothered.
0: Yeah. See how I how I feel on it right now is once again it, another game that I thought looked really good but kind of misses the mark like Quantum Break is um it's it's the fact that for me like I'm I'm playing it and the the manoeuvring around the environment the the mobility uh, the way you free run I think is really fun like I think it's a cool mechanic I think it's a mechanic uh, that is not used enough in first person games. Um, but that's really all there is to it, it's just, you know, you're in this world and all you do is run, you just run everywhere, every mission is a race, or you're running somewhere to deliver something, or you're running somewhere because someone's about to die and you've got to go save them, and you're just running, and it's like, you know, in a possibly... In a post-Dying Light world, that's not enough for me. Because I played Dying Light, and it had very similar free-running mechanics to uh, Mirror's Edge. But then you've got the crafting system, you've got the hunting systems, you've got the zombie fighting systems, you've got a really interesting narrative. They, in the DLC, added a buggy. Dying Light was this massive open world with so much to do, and then within that awesome open world, they put in the free running. And so for me, I mean, that was my game of the year last year. I really enjoyed it. But now to jump into Mirror's Edge, it's like, okay, you've, you know, and I know the original Mirror's Edge came out long before Dying Light and kind of was one of the first games to to have this kind of movement system. But as I say, in a post-Dying Light world, it's kind of like, okay, now I have a full-length game with just one of the mechanics that I've played in this other game. You know, so it feels very empty and very repetitive, and it's not a bad game by any means, but it, it, there's just not much to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying with that one. I mean, I, I'm gonna disappoint you. I, I never played the full game of the game you just said, but I've completed. Yeah, I actually they did like a free weekend where you could download it and play the full thing for free for like two days. Yeah. And I actually downloaded it and gave it a go and it just didn't at all click. And I was glad that I never paid any money for it.
0: Yeah. And I, and and that's one thing though. And I fully understand that because that's one thing I always say to people when they ask me like, why is that your game of the year? Why was that your, your favorite game? And I, I say, uh, it's, it's because, um, those first couple hours, like it's maybe first two or three hours where you're trying to learn the systems, like the, the climbing system is very clunky initially. Um, when you're trying to learn how to survive all that, it can seem a bit overwhelming, a bit too complicated, not fun. But once you start getting into the grips of things, as the narrative continues as you start leveling up and start crafting materials, the game just becomes so incredibly fun and i um I really considered stopping playing after the first two hours, but I stuck with it, and i just I enjoyed it so much so I mean um, what might have been better is if they
1: actually gave you a demo of the game like twenty hours into it when your character's quite well up so you can actually jump and move and do stuff a lot better.
0: Yeah, no, that definitely. Because, like, I say, wonder. when I
1: first started off, it just, it, yeah, it just wasn't
0: fun for me. No, I know, and I'm, I'm, fully, fully on board with that because it wasn't fun for me either. But it was as I got into it and learned the mechanics and got used to the the kind of awkward climbing system, it, it was just incredibly fun. But that's where I say my gripe with Mirror's Edge comes in because it's, it just, it feels very much like you've just got, you've got all these games that have all these different mechanics that like bring the game together. And this is a game that has just taken one of those mechanics and tried to make an entire game out of it. And it, feel, it feels very much like EA has kind of gone... You know, because um, they're, they're very... They're, you can tell that they're trying to do this whole... We want to promote indies. We want to promote, um, you know, our cult favorite games that uh, many people may not have enjoyed... Um, many people may not have gotten into, but there's, like, a cult following for it. Like, they're they're very into all that at the moment, but then Unravel kind of fell flat, like it was an okay game. Not the amazing journey-like experience that many people thought it was going to be. And Mirror's Edge feels very much like they were like, okay, (coughs) um, people like Mirror's Edge, chuck together another Mirror's Edge, but don't add too much to it like it'll be what it'll be. Just remake the first game, basically.
1: Yeah, not spectacular. I think they were just aiming for I average.
0: Yeah, just let's put a Mirror's Edge game out there and it'll make us look like we're we're kind of doing things for the gamers. And I mean, that's a, that's a good gesture, but it just yeah, it just, it didn't feel like they really put in the time and effort to go okay, let's really make this good, let's really make this stand out and, and be something different from the original and and, and make this a, a new AAA experience that we can kind of put out every couple of years.
1: Yeah, uh... so is there anything else we've been playing this
0: week or is that basically it? No no, that's that's it. I as I say I gave Fury a go, which I thought was a fantastic game. Um I gave uh Quantum Break a go, which I thought fell flat, and then I'd give I'm um, playing Edge right now, which I'm very you know, it's okay, but it's not doing anything special. So, what about you, David?
1: Well, thank you for asking, Chris. I have got the first video up of me playing the Eagle Box. I decided the first game I'd play is Sensible Software's Megalomania. So that's up there. 20 minutes of me playing that game using the Eagle Box. Next up, when this goes up, I guess, will be me playing Crash Bandicoot. One of the PS1 classics. And what I was going to say... I'll come back to you at the end of the show, Chris. Oh, oh, okay. What should I play next? I can play Mega Drive, SNES, Game Boy Advance, PS1. So think of any game that you think I should play 20 minutes of for the next sort of video. So. Spyro 2. I said I'll come back to you at the end of the show. Spyro 2. I think I I played the the first Spyro. They don't age well because it's like, it's kind of like tank controls. You know, I think it's like you walk forward, and when you try to turn left and right, you stop and just rotate. It's very weird. Yeah. But that's. So you you want me to play Spyro too? Even though I've just I do, David. Crash I do. Bandicoot.
0: I do. That is my vote. Did you like Spyro 2? Yeah, no, That that's my favourite PS1 game. I don't think I've ever played it. No, that that's legitimately my favourite PS1 game of all time. I did play
1: the one for the 360. I think where you and someone else had joined. I don't know what it was called. Anyway. I don't know. I played a demo of King of Fighters 14. I love fighting games. I like King of Fighters. And this game seems to play really well. I have one big issue with the game, though. And that issue is... It seems as though it's been developed by 12-year-old Japanese men. Oh, okay. One of the characters is a... Lady, and her breasts, when she's like leaning down, the the movement in the breasts are amazing. And then when she does a, a winning pose, they somehow go really firm and sort of like, stay still. But when she's like bending, they like proper hang down low and move. It's weird as hell. It's as if they don't understand how physics works. I really don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah. I showed my girlfriend and she was in shock at how bad that is. But the game itself plays really well and I had fun with the actual fighting mechanics. It feels a little bit weird because the King of Fighters games, I can't remember the last one, but the majority of them are classic 2D fighting games. Whereas this one... It's 3D, but it's still played on a 2D plane. Yeah. But the problem is, to make a 3D game play like a 2D game, it, the physics are, are off. It doesn't work as the same. It feels a lot more floaty. I mean, yeah. look at the Mario games, when it's like a 3D Mario, and even when the ones on the new Super Mario Brothers, it has adds more of a floaty sort of feel to it. It doesn't have the classic feel. Okay, yeah. Um, so this game... I think they've got all the timing of the moves right. It just... Something about it just feels a little bit off. I can't quite put my okay. finger on it, but it just feels a little different. And for fighting games, especially for people who take them really seriously, when you change something... I can notice it might cripple some proper professional fighter. Yeah. But from what I've played of it I am looking forward to King of Fighters 14. I tell you what I adore Street Fighter but I haven't played or even really looked at Street Fighter 5. Do you think that's worth getting or
0: Street Fighter 5? Yeah. Nah, I mean (sighs) that game's been... I, I played it and it, it just it wasn't I didn't personally think it was that great
1: yeah because I, I love Street Fighter 4 I thought that was amazing
0: yeah I think Street Fighter 4 was great I, I didn't think Fire was very good mm. didn't hit the mark for me
1: right so the last game that I've played well I've played little bits and bobs of other things but I can't be bothered to go into because basically it's games I've already played so I'll go into something new and that's Chime Sharp. Okay. Have you ever heard of the game Chime? No. It was one of the old Xbox Live arcade games. And okay. I believe it was released to basically it was like a, a charity. Um some gaming charity, I can't remember which one it was. But the game itself was only I think it was like five pound. So it was really cheap when the majority of games were like 15 quid. And I think they said 70% of so stupid went to the charity. Okay. And now I'm going to get loads of things wrong here. But imagine the shapes of Tetris. Yep. But on a grid, was it meteors? I can't remember. Oh, what was the? There was a, um, a block game on PSP and Vita.
0: Can't say I know which one you're talking no.
1: about. No, but anyway, there's like a full grid, and you can lay these blocks anywhere on the grid, where there's spaces. Mm-hmm. And what you you have to do is you have to try to get these blocks amongst themselves to equal like four by four squares are three by three squares. And yep. the more times you can do that, the bigger the the get. And then there's a time line that goes from left to right on the screen slowly. And if you manage yep. to get your square as a solid object by the time the time hits it, then that can actually become permanent. Because if you don't get it as a solid, the other blocks will slowly disappear.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: And the more blocks you have, the more background music gets added as layers. So the more of the screen you fill, the more the music fills and fills. And it's basically like a music game mixed with a Tetris puzzle game. And it was one of my favorite games on Xbox Live. Okay. And this game... I don't know if it's early access or if it's fully out on Steam, but I uh, backed the But One of two things I've actually backed on... Well, no, sorry, three things I've backed on Kickstarter. One got cancelled, which was Social Soccer. Yeah. One that came out, which is this Chime Sharp. And the other one, just for a giggle, is Shenmue 3. All right. Because I thought, yes, I, I want to play a game in like three years' time. I might as well pay for it now. Yeah. But this game is good. I'm not sure how much it is or anything like that, but I would check it out on Steam. It might be early access, but for the love of God, please go look at Chime Sharp. My explanation okay, of playing it eh? is crap, but it is an amazing <laughs> game. Yeah, no, fair enough. So that is what I've been playing this week, Chris. Do you have any news else? or
0: should we just get out of here? Any news? Um, I don't know a couple of small things. Um, there's, uh, I'll just chuck on the two biggest ones that I was interested in seeing this week. News,
1: news, news, news,
0: news, news, news. Did you see the trailer for Pray for the Gods.
1: What is that?
0: So you haven't seen the trailer?
1: I've never heard of it.
0: So Pray for the Gods is this newly announced indie game. Uh, I can't recall the name of the studio off the top of my head right now. Um, but they're, I, I, I don't think they're a, they're a well-known studio. Um and they've basically created what kind of people are calling a, uh, modern day Shadow of the Colossus. So, it's, um, it's basically you play as this woman, uh, you've gone into this kind of ice world, and there are these creatures for whatever reason you have to kill, and they it is very Shadow of the Colossus-esque, from your, you know, use of your bow and arrow to finding these random, um enormous creatures that you have to climb on top of and kill, like, while you're on top of them. Um, there's kind of don't-starvish, uh... survival mechanics to the game. Uh, it just... it just looks really cool, really unique. So... looks like a very interesting game. Is it PC only at the minute, or is it...? Um, it's... they're looking at an initial PC release. Um... And then they, they said it actually, they were initially just looking to do PC, and then um, they, they'd they heard a lot about how hard it was to develop for PS4 and Xbox One, and then they just decided to give it, go, give it a go, and they got the Xbox One version running in less than a day. So they've decided, yep, uh, initially PC, uh, but then they're going to put it out on um, PS4 and Xbox One, and it's a uh, 2017 release at this point. Right. But it, it looks, it looks legitimately, the only way I can describe it is, if you ever cared about Shadow of the Colossus, which I didn't, um, I didn't, yeah, neither did I, uh, but this is kind of a modern day Shadow of the Colossus, beautiful graphics, really cool art style, uh, awesome monster designs, it just, it just looks like a really cool game. So that's one I recommend, uh, people check out, once again, it's called Pray for the Gods. And then the other big piece of news, which, you know, we'll talk about a little bit, but I don't know how much you know, David, so we won't go into massive spoiler territory, is um, some guy got his hands on No Man's Sky early. He paid $1,300, and he got his hands on uh, a copy of No Man's Sky, and he's been putting up Let's Plays, he's been putting out a whole ton of information about uh, what the game is like and um, he managed to beat the entire game in 30 hours, although some people are saying that he might have utilised kind of a, you know, a bit of a cheaty farming technique. Um, But yeah, apparently if you want to know, which I personally do not, you know, I want to find out for myself, uh, you can go and actually find what is in the centre of the universe uh, before the game even comes out.
1: I can tell you if you want.
0: I really don't. I, I could put up some Let's players if you want. I really don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> I was just throwing it out there that there's some news. But, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people like me who kind of just want to get their hands on the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, people want it. Some people think it's Well, you know what lives. I mean, like,
0: they... Yeah, I know, some people are obsessed with this. I think it's going to be revolutionary, but uh, you know, people need to get, get their heads out of the clouds. It's just another game.
1: I tell you, you what, know. one thing I will say in all seriousness, I think Hello Games, they haven't said anything you know, groundbreaking apart from the fact it's got billions of planets and this, that, the other. Yeah. I think Sony needs to take a step back because they have built the hype of this game up so much,
0: and I think they have. I think they've realised that, and now they're they're kind of like the the push for No Man's Sky has not been anywhere near as close as it has been. Yeah, they in don't the,
1: need to the last few
0: months. No, they don't need to, but it's um, people believe it's their life. Yeah, they've already done all they need to do. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's gone too big. I mean, that initial trailer was just so like wow what could this be this could be anything all these planets all this you know and and people think it's going to be you know the the detail and the the amount of shit to do that would be in like a typical triple a open world game but like this is a small indie game like it like i doubt it'll even hit minecraft levels of kind of big
1: do you know what's the scary thing chris You can listen to our E3 podcast from like two years ago, whenever it was. I was the only one on the team that said, I didn't think it looked very good. See,
0: I I think it looks great. I just think it's going to be so much less. I think it it looks like a cool concept. And I think it's a concept that's been explored before on PC. But for console gamers, it's very new. It's not something they've had before. And it's very accessible. I mean, when I say it looks rubbish, what I mean is I still have no real idea
1: of the minute-to-minute gameplay. I just think the graphics and the graphical style look like an indie game. It's got no detail, no nothing. It just looks cheap and nasty.
0: I don't think calling an indie game cheap and nasty is thing. Well, fair. no, no. I mean, just they, they, have their, they, they have a simpler art style.
1: And it does nothing for me.
0: Yeah, see, maybe it doesn't do something for you. The art style does. Like, it looks cool to me. I just, you know, I see all these, you know, I loved Far Cry because there's all these cool animals in the world, but it's like, okay, we well, could hunt them. And then once you hunt them, you've got that, you've had that cool experience of hunting them down and fighting them. Now craft them into something that's going to make you a bigger badass, you know, make a new pouch, make a new bow and arrow, you know, whatever. With this, I feel like there's all these amazing creatures and worlds to explore, but I'm not going to have anything to do with them.
1: Yeah, you just hold the tricorder, turn it, like beep 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 beep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Is I don't know. I mean, collect them it, all. Yeah, it's it's definitely an overhyped game, but uh, I I think it's going to be a good game. It's just not going to be the life changing thing people have people have believed it would be. I think.
1: Oh God, I honestly think the game. I don't. It's one of these things where I think. Do you know the new Ghostbusters movie that's just come out? Yeah. A lot of reviewers that I've listened to. They can't say it's a bad movie. Because then they'll be agreeing with all the stupid male saying, "Oh, you can't do this. It's women. Women can't do this." Yeah. But they're also saying it's not very good. It doesn't make sense. It's all over the place. They say well, well, you're saying it's a bad movie, but you can't say that. So you're saying it's a good movie. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So yeah, So I yeah. think
1: now reviewers are in a in a weird place because they can't just say, "Oh, the game's rubbish," because then everyone'll jump on him. They can't say the game's amazing because everyone'll just like. Yeah, everyone, yeah, but it's not. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. It's yeah. It's they're a weird gonna be in one. the tough place. Hopefully, we won't get as many as much yeah. feedback as we did from our Dino Dini's kick-off revival. Fucking review.
0: True. So, have you have you got a review copy right now? I mean, you can't say your opinion, but have you got a copy?
1: I can't say anything.
0: You can't even say with your you currently working not on. not
1: on not live anyway. <laughs> okay. Cause oh, I, th- fair I think the embargo isn't until the day of release or whatever. So oh, okay. We can't say anything until that date.
0: Yeah. No, fair enough. Okay. Well, that's all. That's all I can think of right now for news. So.
1: Right then, sir. So- I think that'll do. So please go to our website, which is one We mm. are on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. Now, I don't know about you, Chris, but we need to think of things that we could do to try to get people more involved within the Patreon and true. bits and bobs.
0: Okay. We'll have to work on that.
1: That's true. So that's something that we need to try and have a look at. Um we have official merchandise at com. just search one up gaming and maybe coming soon to search social soccer on on there as well. Uh, we're in the talky talky stage at the moment but things are looking good. We have Amazon links on our website. Basically they don't pay us money to advertise but if you use that link go to Amazon and buy something we get a small percentage of that sale for advertising, Amazon. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. please use those links. I mean, I think my mum... This is the as little as we get. My mum treated herself to a Star Trek Deep Space Nine box set. I think it was about £80. And I got £2 from that sale. Brilliant. So, yeah. And now, because my parents are old and don't realise how the internet works, when I changed the layout of the website, my dad was like, I'm not using it anymore. <coughs> I don't know how to click on things. <laughs> <laughs> but we have Facebook. Just search 1UP Gaming. We're on YouTube. Again, just search 1UP Gaming. We're on Twitch. I can actually tell you the the site, which is twitch.tv slash OUG official. We have Twitter. Please contact us at OUG official. You can email us at contact at whatupgaming.co.uk and the podcasts themselves, just search on iTunes, just search whatupgaming and please leave feedback, give five stars. It really helps when people are searching for podcasts. Yeah. Jump on guys.
0: Make sure you support the website. And I think that is it. Yeah. um, I'll just, I'll just add real quick. If you want to follow me personally, uh, you can check me out on Twitter at hashbrownaddict.
1: No one wants that.
0: Some some people want that. Do you What? Maybe one person wants that.
1: <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Chris, and thank you for listening.
0: Goodbye. Yeah, thanks, guys, for joining us again this week. See ya. Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. OUG Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.